0: We're good. So I assume you like Superman.
1: Yeah, I do. You know, most pastors have like eagles or lions in their office. And he, he definitely inspires me. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> ha ha ha! created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. Ha ha ha! There is more. He said, what? Joan Hunter, how are you?
0: I am blessed. I am just so excited to be here. This is like a dream come true, being here in Seattle with you. Welcome to Seattle.
1: Have you done much in Seattle in the past? Or? I have
0: done quite a bit. I did uh, healing explosions with my mom and dad, in specifically in Seattle, but also in Portland, Oregon, which isn't too far from here, and uh, and have done ministry here of Over 20 years. So uh, the last few years, I've been up here doing a lot uh, in the area and and uh, so forth and so on and done some of the, on the Indian reservations or national conferences here. And amazing, just, amazing. Yeah,
1: it's been it's been really amazing. But first time here to Seattle revival center. Our yes. our first time meeting. Yes. And so this is this is so much fun that we get to kind of meet and hang out and just have some conversations. Meet and, and greet and record it. <laughs> Come on, that's yes. right. That, that's the best way to do it. And so now, um, uh, so now you. You've been running with the signs wonders miracles um all kinds of crazy stuff and and non i mean uh, you, you go to the nations you go so I, I imagine you've seen just wild wild stuff
0: i have i travel with my folks for about 35 years i've been in the healing ministry for over 45 myself and, uh, and it's just been absolutely amazing what I've seen and, you know, and, and mom and dad would say, okay, and, you know, rise and be healed. And for, to this one person directly in front of him and then, you know, 50 people would get out of wheelchairs right at the same time. So that's,
1: that's I've incredible. seen quite
0: a bit, you know, and, and also it's just just seen thousands and thousands give our life to the Lord. And, and, uh, and I remember like here in Seattle, mom and dad would always do, A call for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come down if you want it. And they would come down and no, no, this is just for the baptism. This is just for the (laughs) baptism. And they're like, we know, you know. And out of say 15,000, 5,000 would come down. Wow. Wow. And talk about igniting a city. And that was in the late eighties when we were here with them.
1: So, and, uh, so it's just been a lot of fun. That, that's awesome. Now. So as a, as a little girl, you would travel with your parents and Thank see you, them a do a little girl. I'm 65. Okay. So, uh, okay. No, I wasn't. <laughs> all right. All right. All
0: right. I was in my twenties. Okay. You're twenties your at that time. I,
1: uh, did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Um, when you were, when you were traveling with them, like, uh, like, or at, at what point did you feel like, like the call, like, like you're going to take this like, mantle, whoosh,
0: and, you know, waiting for this light <laughs> lightning. Though. Right. Right. And, and right. They can't, right. Right so many times people are, are not functional without the call. Bring There we go. You got the call <laughs> sure, now. Go, sure, okay. Sure. And, but I do understand what you're saying. Um, I got saved when I was 12 and my mom was drinking, smoking, cussing and doing all kinds of stuff. And, um, and so all of a sudden she got saved and she actually had a just a turnaround where she quit smoking, she quit drinking, she quit cussing, she quit, and we, she didn't work on Sunday because she went to church on Sunday. Right, And right. you know, and it was like I got a different mom. And and about a month and a half later, uh, I had an opportunity uh, to to accept Jesus, and so I did. And it's wow. just just recently, uh, fifty some odd years ago. And so that was pretty cool. And, um, and, so, and so I've never, it, it saved me from a life of sin sure. going down the track that my mom was on. And, uh, and so at that point, I'm I, you the know, time of year 12, and now I've never cussed, never drank, never slept around, never did. And it's just been really awesome to live that life. It's
1: amazing. It's and,
0: amazing. Uh, and so then when my mom got saved, she got radically saved. And she got saved and she wanted everybody to get saved. And so she started with her, her one area, her employees, and then it was in a strip mall, a shopping center. So she went from door to door and led all of them to Jesus. And she's like, okay, now they're all saved. What am I going to do? And so it's like knocking on doors. And so she would knock on doors and I would go with her because I couldn't be left at home alone. And they she would had, go knocking on doors, telling people about, about Jesus. Jesus and, yeah. And I'd watch the kids. She goes, this is how it's all. She takes took, took all the, you know, the credit because I'm the one that made you into a good mother because <laughs> right, you that right. for me for all of these times we would go. <laughs> and, um, and so we would go to, you know, different homes and I would watch the kids and, and she would lead them to Jesus. And wow. and then, you know, and I mean, I don't remember anybody ever telling her no.
1: Wow. You
0: know, and, wow. uh, and they had such a heart for winning souls and uh, and so they would you know we would go from place to place and and uh, I never really thought I would be on microphone uh, I didn't really like microphones I was afraid of microphones and now I own my own microphone that goes with me
1: come <laughs> on come on so, come on, so come on.
0: it's amazing what can happen and uh, and then you know through the years of just traveling with my mom and dad and doing you know just kind of watching them yet also. Um, you know, just kind of venturing out and mom and dad were absolutely amazing. They walked to the miraculous and they saw, you know, so many people healed physically. And my vision is a little different than theirs augmented, you know, to what they did is healing yes of the body but the body the mind the soul the spirit and finances wow okay and and i that's the anointing that i carry it's a miraculous in all those areas and uh in ministering here at with the, the bible study this lady last night she has been in horrific uh, PTSD for 25 years. Wow. wow. And, and she's like, everybody's prayed for me and this, that, and the other, and they prayed for me to get well or learn how to live with the PTSD. Well, PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. And if you don't address the trauma and the effect of the stress in the body, no matter the physical thing, it won't stay gone. And so I, I ministered to her last night in the area of the trauma and so forth. And, um, and all of a sudden she, she was like head bent down, shoulders down, drooping, hard time getting and, uh, uh, what, um, conversation she couldn't keep track of her conversation wow. and she was kind of like, uh, and, and, but, uh, you know, and I'm like trying to follow track her on what she's saying was interesting Um, And just like uh, face was so heavy with, with trauma. And so I prayed with her and for the, the trauma to lift. And all of a sudden she says, did you feel that? Wow. And I'm like, I saw it. And all of a sudden, and the, everybody that was the students that were here, they're going, wow I mean she lit up like a light bulb she had clarity of mind Come i pray for her hormones because if the hormones aren't working right it can cause problems in the brain sure and then we remove the trauma and all the stress and and, you know, and she goes, listen, and it was like, her voice was like this instead of like this. And it was just, why well, you you know, and, and very confusing. And, and, and it was just like, look, I just feel so different. What happened to me? I said, you got healed, you know, and it was so cute. It was talk, talking to her even later. Her husband came to pick her up after class and he's like, what has happened to you? You look different. And everybody's going, she looks different. Her eyes are bright. They were, you know, and not necessarily glowing, but they were bright instead of just the heaviness of depression. That's awesome. And, That's and awesome. It Awesome. It was so cool.
1: That's what it's all about to that's see so her cool.
0: totally completely transformed like that, which is like really awesome. And see, and that's what I love is number one, I've had this in my own life, getting healed in my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, my finances, and coming from that standpoint that if God can do it for me, God can do it for you. Yeah. And uh, and one of my favorite prophetic words um, is God wants to point to you, whoever you is, and is he wants to point to you as an example of his incredible wealth of his favor in all he has done for you through christ jesus that's ephesians 2 verse 7. it's like well that's great for you but no 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 it's in the bible he wants to point to us as an example of his incredible favor wealth kindness health everything And we are the example. And if like where I'm concerned, if God can do it for me, God can do it for anybody. That's right. That's right. And you know, where I'm concerned, I, I was told I was dumb, stupid, ignorant, retarded, never be able to read or write. And in a couple of months, I have my number 19 book coming out.
1: Wow, who, who told you that? That was like oh, your, and your school the, teachers, yeah, or teachers or something? the teachers
0: and the school. And actually, they said in all their years, in all their years of teaching, they've never had such a dumb student ever.
1: No way. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's it's crazy. And they'd tell that to you, to, to, to your face or to well, your parents? Well, they would tell it or? to my
0: mother. And, my, and I had to be with my mom at the parent teacher thing. So I heard this. My mother that's heard crazy. it, accepted it. Because of people of authority. Wow. Okay. Wow. And this is before we were saved and, but she accepted it and just, you know, if I attended class, I passed, I never had to learn. I just had to attend because I knew I couldn't learn. Wow. And so it's amazing what God has done. I'm a kinetic learner. I don't learn like everybody else. Okay. Back then they considered it retarded.
1: Yeah. And
0: so now I know how I learn and is when I work in those parameters, then Obviously, I learned, you know, I'm president of two ministries and 100 <laughs> ministries of my mom and dad's and two hundred ministries. So, I, you know, 19 books and Nin- 19 books nineteen books. That's and incredible. number 20, I should finalize probably within the next couple of days. That's so incredible. Congratulations. It is. it is awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a second. So do, do you, you must have some sort of like writing ethic or some sort of writing discipline? I mean, uh, to have that many books coming out, do you have like a like a writing time each day when you just you know like i um,
0: constantly write in my head okay and and then like i'll pray i'm for always some. curious
1: about the process and, you know and people's there's, process there's different and
0: processes and so and i'll get it i'll have an idea i'm like this is awesome i'll take a note okay and then and then like ministering to this person the other day that would be a great story to how there were that nobody gave her hope they just gave her more medicine that's right wow You know, or they just told her how to live with this problem, live with this label. And so if if I'm writing a book on labels, we need to remove the labels. That's good. And so, and so in the process of doing that, then she, she was totally free. So, and it's like, here's a great testimony that I can incorporate into one of my books from the teaching standpoint, because in like, I've got another book I'm working on probably be out next year. And it's just really concentrating on getting to the very depth of a person's being to get them totally healed.
1: Awesome. Awesome. You know, and just
0: the, I mean, because she had domestic violence as a child and as a wife. Wow. And, and her body hurt from the physical abuse. Wow. In both cases. Wow. Not to mention her heart and her head from the verbal abuse. And she was, she was a, she left a different person and, so, and I love it. And, it, and I, ha, I hear that everywhere.
1: So you always have just these different thoughts and different, like you're always thinking right. about how am I going to help people? How am I going to mm-hmm. create resources? So you, you had this stuff going on in your head and then finally you just sit down, and you it just, you export it all or you, you sit down with somebody else and you're like, this is where I want to go. Yeah, and they I help.
0: have uh, I have voice recorder on my phone. Oh, which perfect. Is great. Brilliant. And then it's like, here's a, a brand new topic that I'm going to deliver. And that I want to eventually put into a book. So at our meetings that we have, we have a headquarters in the Houston area that I will record it specifically with all my notes and everything recorded. And then again, uh, then get it, you know, for a meeting, people get transformed. They get healed. Sure. Then I have the augmentation of it, of this is what happened when I actually presented it. And then I'll get it transcribed and into a book.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So I verbalize
0: awesome. most of my books and, and then get them transcribed and
1: edited. Your system's working. You're it doing a is, great job. It is. You're it's creating awesome. all kinds of amazing resources. For me
0: to sit down at a computer and just write and have that quiet time
1: You know, it's just
0: on the road and
1: it's like a minute here, a minute there. It doesn't work with your routine. It doesn't flow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And what I'll make sure that I do is I'll make sure that I put your your links uh, in the show notes and just would encourage everybody that's listening or watching. Um, to make sure that you go on to um, Joan Hunter's website and just and real just, simple,
0: just JoanHunter I like it. It's
1: great. I like it. So make sure that you that you go there and you dive into all the resources that she has available. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking about just like the healing gifts and and the, and even the diversity of healing gifts because sometimes we think that all healing operation looks the same. And I think of like um, Katie Souza and how she's a very atmospheric. Like atmosphere is everything for Katie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and she'll work very hard to create a very intentional atmosphere for the miracles that she's trying to go after. I also think of like William Branham, who was like this seer miracle worker. He would scan people's bodies and see the cancer in their bodies, and then guys like Jack Coe, where it was all about faith. It wasn't about seeing and it wasn't about atmosphere. It was like, I'm gonna create my own atmosphere, right? Oh, right? Like and it was just all about faith and just the incredible track record. So for you in in, in the operation of miracles and what you're walking in um uh, uh w- w- how would you say that that your your anointing kind of works uh, it, um if
0: well, the people last night and specifically because i was here
1: in the bible college
0: and they're like going you're just really different you're just <laughs> like so simple. <laughs> right. And I like the kiss method, you know, keep it simple okay. saints.
1: Oh, I, I thought you were like you kiss people and they get healed no, or something. No, no.
0: <laughs> no. But keep it simple, Saints. Yes. And we and, it's the, good. and it's good. Jesus was simple. He prayed with his eyes open because it says watch and pray. Mm-hmm. And he just spoke and they got healed. And I spoke and the people got healed. Awesome. And, and it was just amazing with what God did. Uh, one lady need, needed a couple surgeries on her knees, like orthoscopic. And she had it all done last night. And so she got brand new knees. That's awesome. She was doing <laughs> lunges and all this other kind of stuff <laughs> up there. And, and and it's so neat, and it's like I just do it very very simply. My prayers are a little longer than Jesus's because I I add in Jesus' name. He didn't have to do that <laughs> okay. since he was okay. Sure, sure. And uh, and so I I pray, and then if like last night, it, it the key was an automobile accident, and I go back to when it started. And when it started, that opened the door for the trauma. Okay. Um, and you know, and then um, number one, the trauma, and then the stress of the situation, and then the pain, and then if it's been you know a few months or longer, even years, then I go talk about cellular memory because you can Google cellular memory, find out that if you were hurt t- ten years ago, twenty five years ago, it's still in there until you pray. And then when, when you pray and it's over
1: and it's done. So that's when your body starts to store trauma it in, in its cells. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you begin to kind of address the, the trauma within the cells.
0: Right. Interesting. And, and, you know, I mean, medically that, and then it talks about how stress and trauma, trauma, according to medical doctors that like, if you've been in an automobile accident, the worst of it or sports accident, the worst of it will show up in 25 years because of the trauma really? and because of cellular memory. And they go, I don't know why I'm hurting so much. It was 25 years ago. I'm like, well, medically, that's when the worst is going to be. Interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. But the cellular memory and the trauma will hold on to it. Well, last night we were praying and most everybody in there had gotten some form of prayer somewhere in their different churches and so forth, but nobody ever addressed the trauma. And I told them last night, I said, I'm giving you a big key when you pray for people, start off with the trauma. Because we've all been through trauma, you know. You know, yeah. even getting born is traumatic in itself. I just, I just heard
1: a story recently. Um, a pastor's wife that I uh, uh, that I was chatting with just met this couple, and um, and her mom was diagnosed with cancer one year exactly after losing her daughter to cancer. So this pastor's wife's sister, mm-hmm. and the this uh, this uh, incredible cancer. Um, a doctor at Virginia Mason in Seattle said to her, what happened to you one year ago? Mm-hmm. And she said, I lost my daughter to cancer. And she said, how did you know that something happened a year ago? And he said, because oftentimes cancer is a, it's, it's a, um, what do they call it? It's like a, a mutation of a cell caused by trauma, trauma. so that mm-hmm. trauma actually causes a cell to mutate and oftentimes can turn into... I thought that was fascinating.
0: It is, and, and tw- in the year 2000 I was faced with divorce we were in the ministry, he was living a double life as homosexual, wow. making a long wow. story short, wow. okay? Wow. And, uh, and so we're dealing with all that and then two days after divorce I'm diagnosed with breast cancer Wow. Well, the last few years I was worried about what he was doing while I was at work Turns out that's what he was doing while I was at
1: work. Oh my gosh. And
0: I was worried about finances because if I got a divorce, he, he was passionate, but he had a secular job making between eight to 10,000 a month. Well, Texas doesn't give you alimony. Wow. So all of a sudden it would be, I would be without money and I had three girls in college. What was I going to do? So not only added all that, then losing your health. And, uh, and so codependency kept me around a lot longer. And so, oh, and finally, crazy. I'm like, wow. I, I have to put a stop to it. And so, I personally feel that worry number one, worry, trauma, stress regarding the family brings on the breast cancer. Okay. Hmm. And uh, most I've never known a person that had breast cancer that wasn't a worry wart. Now, the, the woman you were just talking about was worrying about her daughter in the process of before her death. And then the death right there opens up another door. Then the other, in addition to that, you got the trauma, you have the grief and you have, there's grief and there's a spirit of grief. Interesting. Because when my mom died, I had grief, but I had a spirit of grief and the spirit of grief was out to kill me. Wow. Took my voice, did everything. Wow. I'm like, I got to be on TV tomorrow. I got to get my voice back. And, you know, I said, I, you know, I said this in Jesus name you know you stress you trauma you are trespassing on God's property and I command you to be gone uh, all this, this, the spirit of grief, I still miss my mom. It's been 10 years. Sure. And so I, you know, and I prayed and, and I said, I command all that to be gone. And I said, I command my voice to come back right now. I went, hallelujah. If you've <laughs> ever heard my mother, you would think my mom was in the room with us. And I'm looking around the shower and I'm like, where's my mom? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But it totally left, but my voice came back. Wow. And, uh, and so I went after in the year 2000, I went after, God to heal my heart. I thought like, I can live without a breast, but not with a broken heart, wow. AKA also broken heart syndrome. Wow. And so I went after God to heal my heart, get rid of the worry, the betrayal, abandonment, rejection, worry, and worry and worry and worry. Okay. And, uh, and so, and I would just, you know, cry in the showers, your alone time in the, in the, shower. And I would cry and I don't know what actually produced more water, the shower head or my tears Wow. and just wow. crying and sobbing and sobbing. And, um, and so at that point, you know, I, I thought, you know, I'm feeling better here, but I really need to go back and see the doctor and see what the doctor recommends for oncology you know, the oncologist recommends. And so I go back and two hours later in a gallon of goop and left side, we, I think I thought it was the left side. Well, let's go to the right side. Went to the right side, I know, I'm sure it was on the left side. Let's go back to the left side. No cancer, it was completely gone. Oh my goodness,
1: gone. that's incredible. It is, it's, wow. it is, it is, awesome. <laughs> awesome.
0: But see, I teach how to starve your sicknesses to death. Too often times we how feed to, it.
1: How to starve your sicknesses sickness to, to death. death. I like that. Yes, it.
0: okay, not feeding it with your words. You know, I've only got a few months to live. The doctor even saying had two years to live, Wow. you know, and, and you plan your funeral, right. you know, and that type of thing. Cause when, when I got diagnosed, I'm laying on the examining table, you know, my hands are crossed and I, I see it on, on the sonogram there. And I'm like, okay, put some flowers in my hand and bury me. Wow. That's, you know, wow. and that's, wow. that's actually wow. what I envisioned at the time. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh no. You know, I actually physically slapped my face. I said, no, I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And when, when I got healed of the, because I had four good reasons. to so live was Charity Spice, Melody, and my little Abigail, she, 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 like you have an Abigail. Oh, mine's six foot. So she's not <laughs> quite as little as yours is. And, uh, but but what happened is at that point, I said, I have four good reasons to live and I'm going to live and not die and declare the, the works of the Lord. Wow. And even today, it's been 20 years, almost 20 years. I am cancer-free. Absolutely, That's You know, I get my mammogram every year wow. just to make sure that my kids know that mom is still cancer-free. And, and it's just absolutely phenomenal what God's
1: doing. That's incredible. That's incredible.
0: I have an amazing ministry, not just in the area of cancer. Like two days ago, I got a, um, a Facebook thing. The lady went to MD Anderson after I prayed to get her scheduled chemo. And they went in there going, you don't need chemo. The cancer is all gone. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. That's so awesome. And then a lady called and she says, is there any way I can meet with Joan? and uh and she was had stage four cancer and i'm not home very much i said but i'll be home i'll be in the office these two hours she came by ran into my assistant's office prayed with her and she went to the doctor this this week and got declared cancer free of stage four awesome and so that was two on on, the same day and i'm like yes i love these stories i love these stories and uh and it's and it's so neat and what all that god is doing in the area of unforgiveness because We are required by the word to forgive because we are gonna be forgiven as we forgive. That's scripture, okay? And so uh we want God to forgive us, but who are not to forgive forgive them. But many times people think that forgiveness means what they did is now it's now right.
1: Right. Right. You
0: know, and what my ex-husband did to me is wrong, will always be wrong. But in the process of that I forgave him and released him of anything that he did. Now, what's really, really exciting is he still is in that lifestyle. Everything else that happened to me, now, this might be a little hard to comprehend. Sure. Everything bad that ever happened in our marriage, I can't remember. Really? And it's not because of menopause. Cause I skipped menopause. <laughs> okay. Even at, you, you it, skipped
1: menopause. I did.
0: I did. I totally skipped On purpose. It. I no. I prayed. I said, no, I, I ain't got time for that. And so I skipped it. So no hot flashes, no nothing, because that's not of God. That's incredible. It, yeah. And see, we have that power over our body, over our hormones, Yeah. you know, PMS, it's like your hormones are going high. So in the name of Jesus, I command my hormones to return to proper harmony and balance. And they have to, because of the power of God and the word that we're speaking over our, our hormones. And, uh, so the doctor says, well, get ready. Cause you're getting ready to go through and menopause. I walked out, did not <laughs> condemn the doctor. I walked out. I said, I cut those words off. I'm going to skip the doo-dah right over menopause. And I did hallelujah. <laughs> and I have no female parts. They're all, they were all taken out through a period of, of several, couple years. And then in addition to that, um, my hormones are perfect. Physically impossible, but my hormones are perfect.
1: That's amazing. And That's amazing. I had a
0: hysterectomy. I'm 65 now, had a hysterectomy when I was 41. So and I'm like, that's a long that's time. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's and incredible. my daughter is a naturopath doctor in Arizona. She goes, if it was anybody else but you, mom, I wouldn't believe it. But <laughs> I see your your meds here and your blood work. And it says it's normal. It's like she specializes in hormone therapy. <laughs> she goes, this can't happen. I'm like, I know. Sorry.
1: I take no supplements on that or anything. It's great. <laughs> that's that's amazing. It is. Now, just going back to this whole idea of, of trauma and um, uh, uh ways that we can kind of safeguard ourselves, like what ways that we can, um, you know, my, my, so Andrea, my wife is actually pregnant. So we're, we're expecting our fourth child.
0: Way to go. <laughs> thank, Yay. Thank that's you.
1: so fun. Uh, July 25th is, is her due date. And so this is, this is pretty crazy. Like this is just the, the enemy, right? Um, the other day, just this last week at work, um, this gal came up to Andrea and said, I want to tell you a story. Um, my sister who lives in India is also pregnant this and Andrea knew that the same amount of time like her due dates the same as Andrea's and proceeded to tell Andrea that there was this medical scare there was a possibility that this baby would have some sort of heart issue and um, and that they proceeded to abort this baby and then went into detail uh, with my with my wife who is who's same pregnant at the same mm-hmm. time and everything. And so when Andrea and I went for a walk, she told me the story and she told me the details that were shared with her. I just thought that is just such the enemy. I, I laid hands right on her belly and just you said, no, of, trauma, that's right. no, trauma, fear, no trauma, no trauma, no trauma, trauma, fear
0: is a magnet, you know, trauma is a magnet, of course, but fear is a magnet because fear is the opposite of faith, you know, and you can hear uh, people so oftentimes don't want to go to the doctor because they're afraid it's cancer, yeah. but if they nipped it in the bud, then they're cancer free.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I, I guess my question to you is when we feel like something, when we, when, when we, when we notice, when we discern, Hey, this is the enemy and he's trying to come to start fear or, or just, or trauma, or we, we, we observe something or we experience something. What should we do immediately? Stop it. Stop the
0: trauma. Stop the the thinking because our mind is going to have us in the grave even before we've been diagnosed. That's good. Okay, and so you know it's like no, I have the mind of Christ. The word says. So oftentimes people say you need we need to cast down imagination. That's not what the Bible says. It says cast down vain imaginations because God's given us an imagination. That's right. Okay, an right. imagination right. to to you know to do the mural on the wall here and different things like that. And he's given us an imagination to design book covers and and so forth and so on. And so, but the vain imagination, because we can hear this and it's like, I'll give you a really good example. The only time I attempt or experience any form of television is at the airport. Oh, really? Okay. Like, you know, CNN. So you don't watch any
1: TV uh, or Netflix or anything? I don't even know
0: how to turn TV on. We've (laughs) got two TVs at the house and they're not connected. And it's like, it doesn't matter (laughs) because I don't even care if they're plugged in or not. Right. I just moved last week. And uh, so I've got all, you know, stuff. And so you're sitting at the airport and they're going, they're describing if you have a pain here and it feels like this, this is the ideal medication. And if you're having pain in your shoulder, you can see people sitting there going, yeah. And you can see them rotating their shoulder. Okay. And they're, you know, kind of holding it, you know, and, and even if they didn't have a problem, they're experiencing the pain that they're talking about on television. Right. Right. And then it says with this amazing pill, it will eliminate all the pain. And as a side note, it could kill you. Right, you know, right. The, and, and everybody go. oh, no, I don't have, nope, nope, nope. You know? and,
1: <laughs> side but, effects may include. you know, Yeah, death or <laughs> yeah. heart attacks
0: or, you know, and, and Nausea, different vomiting, things. Nausea, yeah. diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> but up until that point, you can see them listening and they're getting it. They're getting the disease. Wow,
1: wow, wow.
0: And, and I'm like, I'm, I just want to go slap them sometimes, you know. It's like, no, don't accept this stuff. You know, you may have arthritis, you may have ar- this, you know, and you're like, no, no, no. And, uh, but the same thing goes, it's like, you know, well, get ready for menopause. So you're already, um, uh, you know, when, when you kind of hear uh, that word, you kind of like, okay, I know I'm gonna start forgetting stuff. And it was doing that on purpose. Uh, in case anybody was questioning but but the point is is that here we have here we have this stuff about menopause and that you lose your memory where that's concerned and you can't talk straight etc etc so you you already take on the oh oh, oh, you know you take on all all, all, all the symptoms (laughs) of menopause right there even with that one word of menopause even though you're you're, you're 10 years from it, you know, and because you, you get, just accept it.
1: You get what you expect, right? Absolutely. And so if we're being told, expect this, At expect your age, menopause. At right.
0: you know, I'm, I'm never going to get diagnosed with OLD. You know, I'm not right. going to go into retirement. Refirement, maybe. Come on, come, you know, on, come on, And uh, my retirement account is for not rainy days, but for fun days and vacations with the children. <laughs> awesome. And another really good example is the power of your words, and, and, and the authority that we have as Jesus comes in, and I'll, I wanna get back to what you originally started in the, the beginning of the program, but when, when Jesus comes in, all power, all authority comes in. He doesn't leave out his gifts to stir up the gifts that are already in you. So when he comes in, we have all power, all authority. And so it's up to us to develop it, educate it, you know, you know like with teaching that they get from you, teaching from me, books, obviously the Bible, but also other books and study to show themselves approved, okay? So all this comes in and we have the authority of Jesus. We can cast out devils. We can lay hands on the sick and see them recover, which is everybody's responsibility, not a select few, that we can go to the highways and byways, compel them to come. So we're going to lead people to Jesus. We can eat any deadly thing and it shall not harm us, which may mean missions or it may mean GMOs, whichever. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, you know, and you, you have all that power and authority. You have the same power and authority to curse your finances, curse your husband, curse your children. Wow. Okay, it's like an offering is received. Well, you know, you get an offering and all of a sudden it's like, well, that giving never works. And then you blame the pastor or the evangelist that their finances weren't blessed because of the offering. Wow. They've cursed it out of their mouth that nothing's going to happen to it. But not only did they curse that offering, but they cursed their finances and they wonder why they're struggling. Okay, then my husband, he will never change, you know, and that type of thing. Uh situation happened with one of my daughters and uh, we had, we had to bring it back to remembrance from like 15 years before. And she goes, she would babysit. She goes, I hate kids. I'm never going to have any kids oh, when wow. she was babysitting. Wow. Wow. And then she couldn't understand when she and her husband decided to have kids, why she couldn't get pregnant.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: You know, it was like 15 years or so later. And so we, we told her, we said, do you remember what you said? You, you didn't like kids. And you didn't want to have any. Wow. Yeah. So we had her renounce those words and cut off their power and she got pregnant the next month. Awesome.
1: awesome and then got pregnant awesome. again.
0: So she has a boy and a girl That's awesome. and, um, but, but there's so much power in your words and you can curse your children, you know, like, you know, 10 years old, Johnny. He can't keep his clean, room clean. Johnny, you can't keep your room clean. What's wrong with you? How come you kid And now he's 55 and his wife is going, do you not know how to keep your room clean? As she kicks the underwear and the socks to the side. <laughs> right. And, and he's it's fine. You know, he doesn't see it because it's just been programmed into him. That's since what I was going to say
1: nine. he's living up to the programming.
0: Yeah. And then last night and in talking to the Bible college, I was there and, uh, and, or the Bible school is supernatural. And I said, how many of you in here have told, don't start anything, including the School of Supernatural, because you never finish anything. Wow. And you know, why are you starting this? You know, you're not going to finish it. Wow. And majority of them, more than 50%, close to 75% had been told that.
1: Wow. And wow. Then
0: what what do you think you're doing because you are an alcoholic. Right. They've been sober for 20 years, but those around them consider them still an alcoholic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And who do you think you are that you can be used of God? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. And, and then so you we, that. we cut all those words off last night. It was just awesome. awesome. It was great. That's
1: awesome. It's like, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's fascinating to think of all the, just some of the, some, some, we call it subconscious kind of negative programming that's mm-hmm. running on in the background and why it's so cool when the Lord reveals that, whether it's him speaking to us or we just kind of catch something that usually I think for me, it's, I catch myself saying something, uh, saying something that I think is true, you know and it's not a truth and it's like the lord's like who told you that right, right? And you're like oh oh wow you're right that's not you know that's not from you um so i had a
0: lady this week i was ministering to i've been ministering to her for about three and a half years yeah totally different person and uh but now she cries okay and because god's healing her heart wow and and so god just touched her heart the other day and she was sobbing and she's all i could hear was her She says, all I could hear was my parents going, stop that crying. If you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Wow. Wow. And she's 40 years old and she keeps hearing her parents stop crying, stop crying, stop crying. And I said, let me tell you what Jesus wept. He's all for tears. It's the tears of the woman with the alabaster box that helped wipe Jesus's feet. Jesus didn't say, stop that crying! I'll give you something to cry about you know, and he just, he encouraged the tears. And I said, so understand these are tears that are okay from God. You have God's approval to cry as you're, as you're getting healed and whole.
1: That's awesome. It is. It's so neat. You know, Hey, let me ask you about this. I've been thinking about this, you know? Um, so I just got back from, uh, from Arizona, Arizona. Our, our friends over there, uh, Stuart and Letha Ross and their son, Duncan, who's in this fight against cancer. And, and, um, how old is Duncan? He's 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. And, um, it, uh, and the doctors are telling him he has stage four all through, all through his body. And I was thinking about Jesus when he went and prayed for, uh, Lazarus when well, he didn't really pray for Lazarus, but he like, he, spoke. he called him out of the tomb. Yeah. And I was thinking about just the G-
0: Jesus knew his authority. Yeah. The power of his word come yeah. forth.
1: But I was mm-hmm. thinking about like, and this is my own, I could be, I could be wrong with this, but I was thinking like, I think that might've been one of the most difficult miracles for jesus in that that was his community like when it came to mary and martha and lazarus like these are the guys that he was rolling with these were his friends and they uh,
0: knew him as a carpenter
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. right and like and even that whole part where it says you know and jesus jesus wept you know and then he turns and he turns to the tomb and and i've done studies on that where it's almost like jesus being almost overcome with emotion turns Mm -hmm. and faces the tomb and and growls you know i I envision jesus just you know like the wolverine in that moment like lazarus you know know, yeah when he talks to his father and Mm -hmm. and that whole thing and and my question for you is like is is that place where you're when like like navigating in that place where when it's very very personal and you and and it's your own kids that you're praying for or it's your own family and last
0: month i'm in israel and I get a phone call from my daughter. I've just been diagnosed with stage three cancer.
1: Wow. Yeah. That was last month.
0: My Abigail. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, so I go and and we're crying and stuff like that. And you know, I understand that. And I go to the wall the following day. I had my little list and of course she was on my list. And uh, and I prayed a couple of things for God to expand my television program and things like that. And. And I went to the wall and I said, in my bedroom actually, and I I pace and pray and prophesy to myself in different situations. I said, she is my child. The enemy cannot have her. She is under my covenant with you. Wow. And I said, this cannot happen. I don't accept this. And and so at 36, they they recommended a hysterectomy. And this is actually after she had had the hysterectomy. And they, they found a little cancer, no big deal, stage one. But they said just to for clear, you know, for future, sure. you know, remove remove the, uh, the hysterectomy. She had, so she had hysterectomy. She's had complications through the years, so she's not going to have any of those complications anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and so she, she had that done. And then at that point, it came back that it had cancer throughout the uterus and everything like that. And so I'm over there. She's in Phoenix, in Arizona, which okay. is where you just came from. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm over there, and I'm just and I'm mad. I'm mad, the devil. I said, "You have gone too far. You cannot have my children." And so I go to the wall. My hands are on the wall, and I'm praying. You know, because millions have prayed at the wall. There's so much anointing there, and you just feel the electricity in your hands. Wow. And and I and I put the the paper. I pray over the paper and the different things that are on there, and then I put it in in the wall. And um, and I said, Father, I thank you. Misdiagnosis, turn around, something, but she's gonna live and not die in the clear right. of the works That's of right. the Lord. Right. So the following day, like two or two days after that, my my one-on-one time with God there, not to, not to mention every place else around the Holy Land, and she calls and she goes, Mom, the cancer that they've diagnosed me of the time is a wrong diagnosis because it's basically severe endometriosis, but not cancer. So I said, well, we're 57% better than we were two days ago. And then, then because of her age and something else, it moved it up in the 90 percentile. So her, her, um, pathologist said, I don't agree with this. I do not agree. So they sent 70% slides to John Hopkins, which I like the name John Hopkins, Joan Hunter, J. You know. <laughs> right, right, I said this right, is good, you right. know. And uh and um Friday, not even like a week ago, it came back all clear, no cancer.
1: That's amazing. Isn't that oh, awesome? Jesus. And that that, so that awesome. she had
0: the endometriosis if not treated within five years would have turned into cancer wow so all of that she goes you know what i'm gonna do mom i'm gonna go put money in my retirement account <laughs> i is- thought that was great <laughs> she wanted to spend some of her money you know now sure. before you know b- because you get diagnosed and you first thing you think is you're dead
1: wow And she's right. a five-year-old
0: right. child amazing husband yesterday was her ninth anniversary And, you know, and just, and she goes, I'm going to live, mom. I said, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And so I'm going out there to spend
1: a couple of days with her in a couple of days. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I I wonder if it's actually Abigail that knows Letha because one of your, one of your kids. Spice. Is it spice? Yeah,
0: she's the doctor there.
1: Oh, okay. Because one, one one of your children are very close with the family, and they're they're texting all the time. And, okay, and that we have to figure but, out which one it is. But yeah, we're we're really contending and just believing, um, for Duncan's healing and just. Well, we
0: have miracles happen. Blankets okay. that are anointed, uh, they're prayed over. They come in a variety of
1: colors. Do they and have sizes? declarations on them, like words on them? Miracles or? happen. OK, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, and so we have some for veterans also. And we have seen people that just literally wrap themselves up in it or sleep. And they are completely just like that. Set free of PTSD. Wow. I mean, they wake up wow. a different person. Absolutely amazing. Wow. And uh, but anyway, um, we can find out which daughter I can, I can send both of them a text and find out which daughter. And uh, and I can get one to him.
1: Yeah, oh, that that'd be awesome. That'd okay. be awesome. I mean, even just being there was it was incredible because of like. So I was there, and then um, another pastor from Seattle actually showed up um, and with uh, with with Hillary. You, I know Hillary. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Mike showed She's up.
0: ordained under me, yeah, that's, under that's, me. A,
1: that's what she was saying. Uh-huh. So they showed up and they were praying and then, um, and then a rabbi showed up a messian, you know, a, mm-hmm. a spirit filled rabbi, he showed up. So then he was praying and then their pastor showed. Up. So we had probably five like times of just prayer and it was just amazing just seeing the unity mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, uh, but yeah, we're really, really, really believe in and appreciate what you were saying there as far as getting him a blanket or like that would be.
0: And it's just, you know, because there's, I prayed over the blankets, but we've soaked it in healing scriptures and worship and all that kind of stuff. And then my staff and intercessors, we've all laid hands on them. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yep. So I'll be sure to stick one in my suitcase when I go. Let me ask you about, um, you know, uh, so, sometimes so a. a Allen you know when he would pray oftentimes he would pray he would speak to sickness and disease as if it were a demon and so it was almost like the way that he approached healing was was through the lenses of, de, of deliverance mm-hmm. and um certainly see that a lot with Katie Souza as far as how she you know she mm-hmm. really goes after the the demonic a lot of times and then the fruit of which as well as issues of the soul, so um, in in your ministry, what, what what kind of link have you seen between like a spirit of infirmity or that's a spirit or, of trauma? You can call it deliverance, you can call it whatever. But people are getting set free, right?
0: And you know, with no screaming, no you know thrashing around <laughs> on the floor, it's sure. Just gone. Sure, and she goes. Dr. Lady, that's night, she goes, "What happened to me?" I said, "You had a spirit of trauma that wow. came in." 25 years ago that had literally lodged itself in your heart and in your body and it came out. That was actually deliverance. Yeah, and a demon came out, but I didn't want to tell her that. <laughs> yeah, make a big you know. deal. You know, but the thing is that I handle it instead of calling it the demon of trauma okay. come out. Sure, this I saw the spirit of trauma come out, and it just comes out, and it's just a very, just a very simple way. And that's what they were saying last time. You just do it so simply. That's awesome. You know, and there are other people that that um, will you know do. I can I operate in working of miracles. That you know that if there's a hundred thousand people there, obviously I can't pray for a hundred thousand people, and I'll. Speak, and then you know, hundreds of them will get healed, and different things like that. But you can't teach and train. And my job as an apostle is to train and equip believers to take the healing power of God beyond the four walls of the church, the four corners of the earth. And in doing that, I do a one on one when I pray for people, and I do what's called pray teach. And I'll pray and if I'm like and I command a cellular memory to go and by the way, cellular memory and I'll I'll teach in the oh, middle cool. of the prayer. Cool, cool. Okay. And so that they understand, like, you know, the curse the spirit of cancer, yes, demon, whatever you want to call it, and every prion, P R I O N S. And prions are bad cells eating good cells. So I'll be praying and then I'll say, and a prion is, you know, and you can Google it, okay? And um and there's a lot of diseases that actually have prions in them. And so I believe that some of our food actually has prions in it. I can't prove that, sure. but I can see the effect of that. Sure. You know, cause sure. some of the food just not good that what we eat was served, you know. And uh, but anyway, um, and so, you know, uh, I'll, you know, pray and I'll pray very specifically for this that, and the other. Um, you know, like one lady the other day had she says, I have a pain that's like from here to here, but it starts in the back. And so I prayed. Nothing happened. I said, OK. Usually, if there's a pain in the back, uh, two things. Number one, Johnny died, and I feel like I was stabbed in the back, okay? Or it just hit me like that. Or somebody's talking bad about you. And so, sure. depending on what it is, like in the name of Jesus, like I had a lady the other day, extreme pain in her back, and I said, in the name of Jesus, those words that had been spoken over her, we now cut them off. They no longer have any power. And I pull out that knife in Jesus' name. Pain left instantly. Wow. Totally, wow. completely wow. gone. Wow. And uh, and then, you know, it's like one lady, she says, I can't eat. It was like I got stabbed in the stomach. And and so, and, and during her husband's funeral. Wow. Okay. And, and the grief just really hit her. So I just symbolically
1: removed the did knife. Did you see that like as a word of knowledge as far as when it when it went in? Or did you just ask her when that Well, when I that said, started? did
0: it feel like... A knife stabbing you in the gut. Absolutely. Wow. And she says, I've described it as a knife going in my stomach. Wow. And they describe it as if somebody stabbed me in the back. Well, somebody stabbed you in the back but with words. Because there's power in words. That's interesting. Uh Uh-huh. So it's it's just, you know, for me to go ABC, this is how I do it. It's so huge, uh, the different ways of doing it. And once again, power of your words. And it's like, I'll never get well. I'll never get well. Um, you know, and then, um, you just have to learn to live with it. You know, well, the doctor told me I have to learn to live with it. No, don't learn how to learn, live with it. What you need to do is learn how to live without it. And when you get out of bed in the morning, you can get out of bed and not have to go first thing for some, some medication. Yeah. It was, it was so cool on my uh, phone. It's, I have a, a voicemail from this lady and, uh, she says, I just went to the police department. I'm like. My first reaction was, what for? Right. And she dropped off a massive bag of medications that she didn't have to take anymore. Wow. That were all, you know, they're, they're like codeine and this, that, and the other, that they're controlled substance. Yeah. And, uh, and she would take about 20 uh, mood-altering drugs pill a day of the one kind. And is, you know, and just Zorax or something on it. I'm not even familiar with all, all these medications And she has listed off all these medications. She says, I don't have to take any of them anymore.
1: That's incredible. And that that's is so awesome. she met
0: me and got totally
1: set free. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like, yeah. I'm like, I'm playing it, you know, my
0: microphone, you know.
1: And, and. Yeah and uh you know we we need these stories in the body of christ we, we, we need many 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 more joan hunters i mean uh because we need more jesus <laughs> we need more Jesuses. jesus people yeah I mean, because there's such a battle for belief um mm-hmm. and there is so much hope deferred within within the body of christ i mean <laughs> i mean even for myself just being a pastor mm-hmm. like i remember um like a good friend of mine um uh, charlie champ uh, he came here for a three-day mm-hmm. conference and it ended up going five weeks and he, the guy just walks in crazy, crazy faith and signs, but like, and everybody was rejoicing, but you know, the whole time in me, I'm like, is this real? Like, is this, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. there was so much unbelief that was coming up in my own. It can't be this easy. No, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's what they were really battling with last night. It's like, <laughs> is that what you're going to say? I said, like, well, you're healed. You know, I said to my team at, at staff meeting, I was like, look, I'm really wrestling with unbelief. And I know you guys are too. And they're like, well, thank you for saying something, you know, knowing that that's not just Darren and that's not just our place. Like, like it's so Mm -hmm. easy just to be unbelieving believers. And so, um, (laughs) well, people come up to me and they get prayed for and they get healed and they're like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> I got healed. So You came to a miracle service. You came up to the front for healing and you're shocked that you're healed. Right. This is part of it. You know,
1: like what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you, I mean, obviously you walk in this incredible place of, of faith and expectancy to see God, mm-hmm. to see God move. Has it always been like this? For, for, I mean, cause well, it grows through years and experience. Okay. But it is transferable awesome.
0: And people are going like last night, you know, there was 25, 30, whatever there was last night. They're like ready to hit the streets today and pray for people. <laughs> they're ready to go to their secular jobs and see them all heal. You know, they are ready to go get something to eat afterwards last night and pray for the person serving <laughs> him. And, and that's what's so neat because it is contagious. And, and I teach it so simply that everybody can do it. Because, you know, calling out a word of knowledge, you know, in a, in a major, you know, store. Sure. There's somebody on aisle 12 that, you know, you you just, it's just not cool to do that because as you get escorted out and, but the thing is you can, you can be led in your spirit. And this is one thing I teach is that you can pray for, walk up to anybody anywhere and say, God sent me here to pray for you. Is there anything I can pray with you about? Yeah. Because his word says that your steps are ordered of the Lord. So you can easily say that. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, and I was telling him the other day, I I had wanted to get some new doormats for my house, the new house. And and so I put him in the bottom of the thing at the store and this lady bends down to give. She goes, oh, my back is killing me. Why would she say that? You know, And, and obviously her back hurt. But it was like you know and wow. so i was there with a friend i said okay wow. who's gonna pray for her <laughs> and so it's, i like going into a store like that stealth because they don't know who quote joan hunter sure, is sure. they i'm just some crazy lady and so um and so i said i heard you say that your back is killing you she goes, oh yeah it hurts so bad i said can i pray for you and she goes what and i said may i pray for you and she goes well yeah thinking i'm gonna pray for her when i get home <laughs> no i pray for it right there wow. put my hands nicely around her neck didn't want to think anybody, I was robbing her or something and prayed. She grew like about two inches. Her back got totally healed right there at the cash stand.
1: That's amazing. You know,
0: and I went and was able to put my little mats in the car.
1: Yeah, that is no so pain. awesome. And she didn't have any pain either. Have, do, 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 have you heard of uh, Chad Dedman? Do, do you know that name at all? I don't. So he's, he was, uh, he's about my age, but he was part, like part of Bethel and he's, he's still there, but. Many years ago, he was, he was hungry, and he went to a supermarket late at night, and he got a word of knowledge for a guy in line at the, at the checkout, and, uh, and, it was, and it was right, and the guy's back got healed, and then another person got healed, and the checker was so impressed that Chad asked for permission to get on the microphone in the grocery store. And start giving words of knowledge, and to come up to to aisle, you know, to come uh-huh, up to checker check number standard. five or where people started coming, and um, that, that is awesome. Yeah, it's such a great, it's such a great, great story. Um, Bill used to tell it all the time. You know, one of our students, you know, because Chad was one of the, one of the first years of their school of ministry there. But when you were saying that, it made me think of Chad. You know, getting on there and starting giving words. It was it was late at night, but mm-hmm. there's just a, just a few people there, and people started coming up and getting healed. And
0: it's so fun because like the other day. This lady who's been ordained, uh, under me and, and she operates and helps me pray for the sick, at different meetings and stuff. And, um, she had was talking to her husband. She says, I've got all the errands and I just have one left to do. And that's to go to Lowe's and, uh, you know, et cetera. So, and God says, I want you to go to Walmart. She goes, what I need, they don't have at Walmart. And he says, I want you to go to Walmart. And she goes, I need to go to Lowe's. And you have this conversation with God <laughs> right, back and forth. right? And, and he goes, uh, Walmart. And she's like, I need to go to Lowe's. So anyway, in listening, and I teach people how to listen to God. And I've got teaching tapes and so forth on that. And so at that point, she uh, she goes to Walmart. And there's a lady bent over as she's walking in the door in so much pain. She goes, this is why I'm at Walmart. Wow. Not for me wow. to buy something, but to pray for this lady. And this lady had extreme pain. She was instantly healed right there. And then my friend went to Lowe's and got what she needed. But she left behind the reason why she went to Walmart. Well, my opinion is, how many people actually in Walmart at the same time? 300, 400, no 500? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it depends on yeah. how busy they are. Sure. And of course, if it's tax-free weekend, there's a lot more. <laughs> but how many there were Christians saw this person in pain, wow, she looks like she's in a lot of pain, and walked by. Had to get somebody who was on their way elsewhere to divert and all that she had to do to come and to pray for this lady because, number one, she could hear God and was obedient to take her off of her plan to go and to pray for this lady when there was 300 people in there that could have easily prayed for her. Right. I don't want to be one on inside of a store, not doing the praying.
1: That's so good. Yeah. That's, and that's really has to good. Send
0: somebody else to take my place and do what I was supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. That's so good.
0: And see the, the word says that we as believers are going to lay hands on the second sin and recover. We're going to, you know, we're going to cast out demons. It doesn't say cast out demons and then we'll pray for you to get your voice back. You're going to cast out demons and people go through many times in my services, and there's been a massive deliverance, but nobody would call it deliverance. They're just free.
1: That's awesome. You know? Yeah, it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So, so go into this thing of like um, uh, the battle for belief, right? And just because even when you look around at just like, there's not a lot of people doing what you're doing actually there's not there's not a lot of people that are actually doing works there, there's a lot of teaching and we love good teaching mm-hmm. we love revelatory teaching there's a lot of great prophetic ministry but when it comes to actually people the
0: teaching and activating Yes. Yeah. sending them <laughs> out maybe with an extra kick or something you know
1: <laughs> that's awesome so what i'm wondering is like um uh uh just this, 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 this whole idea of like healing the sick and raising up a company of people that are going in and healing the sick because, uh, and I could be wrong, but like, I'm just, I'm just not necessarily seeing a lot of that right now. And, and I'm wondering if it just goes back to that place of maybe just, um, disappointment and, and, um, And maybe we build theology. Go ahead. I mean, mean, I'm I'm ready to say something. Yeah, because even because even in our revival streams and our prophetic streams, Mm -hmm. we're not necessarily seeing a lot of active or even aggressive going after healing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The main reason, my opinion, is for fear the person's not going to get healed. Wow. Especially if
0: you bring them up on the pulpit and pray for them. See, I'll pray for them and I'll have them test it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Not just pray for them and send them back to their seats. I'll actually have them test it and testify of their healing. Okay. Very few people will do that. But many major, I think I personally feel that the main reason, number one, their fear of rejection, what if they tell me no? Mm -hmm. And then, but the main one is what if they're not healed? Right. And our responsibility is to lay hands on the sick in his name. He, they'll be healed. We don't do the healing. That's good. That's okay. Good. And if we take on the responsibility of the healing, that's where the fear comes in.
1: That's right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. So
0: our job is to pray and leave the results to God, you know, and I was telling a story last night that's just so amazing. This guy came up and he had a hard time walking up to the front. His wife says, you need to pray for him next. I said, okay. So he comes up to the front, really hard time take one row at a time, holding on the chairs to get him to the next, you know, get him closer. And uh, he gets up at the front. He had two bad knees, and I knew he had a bad shoulder, and he had a bad neck and some bad vertebrae and stuff. So I prayed for his knees. His knees got completely healed; all the pain left and everything. He's probably 60 years old, and so then I put my hands around his neck. He had mangled vertebrae and disc in his neck and back. Grew like four inches. God restored his height to him. Wow! And you're gonna see this short ah anyway and uh but anyway so he got tall and then i said now what's wrong with your shoulder i mean his neck got healed he was doing his back and all that kind of stuff and i said and actually he couldn't raise his arm i said now what's wrong with what's wrong with your shoulder he goes it was removed wow it, it wasn't arthritis it was done taken out of there <laughs> Didn't need a new rotator cuff. Just need the whole thing. Wow. I'm like, wow. this is why his hand is down like this because he can't raise it because he doesn't have the joint to raise it. I'm like, you know, you want to go Francis, you know, <laughs> or <laughs> somebody like that to get the to pray. Right, right, right. You know, but we can, we can say, oh, well just take the pain away, God. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but the thing is, if, if it doesn't grow back, the guy's not any worse off.
1: Sure. If sure. the
0: pain goes away, that's awesome. But you know what? We stop in, in the point of like, uh, new shoulder.
1: Right. Maybe. Right, right, right.
0: <coughs> and see what God wants to do. I put my hand on the shoulder.
1: You can C- have that.
0: Okay, great. It. I will.
1: Cheers. Yep.
0: <coughs> so I put my hand on it, command the trauma to go, pain to go. And I said, I speak a brand new shoulder. Awesome. And my hand is like in the big hole where it was. Wow. Under my hand, the whole shoulder grows.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's 25 incredible.
0: years of this, and it's still awesome. Every miracle it's is so like so awesome. awesome. And it's like, I have, we talked about cellular memory. I have cellular memory of the shoulder growing in my hand, okay? I want people to experience that. Yes. I want people to put their hand on somebody's neck. Number one, they get taller. Number two is sometimes the, the vertebrae are like this and you feel them just literally go back like that. that you just can't imagine that, you know? And then I prayed, have a funny story about a nose, but, um, too, too long to go into detail, but this lady had, a, I said, she had so much wrong with her. I said, how's your nose? Just trying to find something that's good. <laughs> she says, I forgot to put that on the list. And uh, she had no cartilage in her nose. It kept the shape, but you could put it, it was just like totally flattened wow. out. Wow. And, and I said, okay, so we're just going to pray for a new cartilage. So I put my hand on it. I could feel her whole nose reforming. That was like so awesome. That's and awesome. then I stopped and I said, are you missing the family nose? She put her head down. She goes, yeah. I'm the only one in the family that doesn't have the family nose. <laughs> and that can, they make fun of her. Really? And because when she lost the cartilage, the cartilage is what made her have the family nose. Wow. So I had her take her hand, put it on the, the little bump that was where it was. and And I prayed, I said, God, restore her family nose. And under her hand, God restored her family nose.
1: That's incredible. Which
0: was more exciting than getting... This healed, and she had probably a hundred things on the list, and she got a hundred of those things taken care of too. And it is and so awesome. It is. It's just so awesome. But see, we go, oh well, it still looks the same. It doesn't look bad, right?
1: Right. You know, right, and right.
0: like deviated septum, when you've you know probably broken your nose or different things like that, you can only breathe out of one side. Sometimes you can't even breathe out of either. And you just put their put your hand on you know the bridge of the nose, command the deviated septum to line up, and all the bones to go into proper order, and they go. Oh, yes. And then they'll close the one that they could breathe out of and they go, yes, you know, <laughs> and it's like, I can breathe. And then people that get new lungs, they're, they're like I had a lady the other day. I had quite a few of this, but she had COPD and couldn't breathe and you know and then she breathed and then another lady the other day she had half of one side of her lung removed and so she had to take shorter breaths because it was short she had just a little you know wow. lung wow. and so then i prayed for god to give her a whole brand new lung and she went <sighs> <sighs> where she goes oh, this is awesome
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow yes exci- awesome. this is that's my awesome. everyday
0: life that's what's awesome
1: <laughs> Let me ask you, do you have a favorite country that you like to go to? I mean, is there like, like, cause you, you travel so much, you go to all these different places, but is there like a particular kind of country where you just see the crazy stuff? Every wherever I, wherever you go, mm-hmm. wherever you go, it gets crazy. And
0: I've been over 55 countries. I'm actually going to be going to three new countries or four new countries this year, actually. And, uh, I'm going to go minister in Vietnam, you know, and, but I've been so many different places and it's been absolutely, God am- just always and, and, shows up. Yeah, and- It's like, well, more miracles happen when I go overseas. No, the only, I can say that more miracles happen overseas. Like when I'm in Haiti okay. than I do here because there's a hundred thousand people there or there might be 500 here. Sure. So you're sure. going to see more miracles with a million, you know, as it actually tur- turned out to be yeah. 1.1 million that I ministered to in three days. Well, you're going to see more miracles because there's a whole lot more people. Does it happen easier over there? No,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. it's awesome.
0: Because see people go, well, I love saying because they just accept their healing because they don't have doctors. I understand that, but you know what that gives them an excuse for people not to get healed here
1: that's right, that's right, yeah mm-hmm. that's right yeah that, that that that's yeah, I've
0: tried so hard to get healed, and you just told me to quit trying right and I said and you know and they're they're trying so hard, and they're oh you know, just so tight trying to I'm like, just relax, yeah. Just relax. Let like yeah. God heal you, and they go. Okay, boom. They're healed just like that. That's awesome. You know, so That's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, how about okay? So uh, um, I love this story when, when you know when the, when Jesus was ministering and, and the house was completely packed out. And, and, and the two friends with their crippled friend, right? Like they cut the hole in the ceiling and they lowered Mm -hmm. him into the ceiling. Like that's determination. Yes. That's pretty, that's pretty like, so what are some of the crazy stories where like either in your ministry or in your parents' ministry where, 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 where people were determined to get a miracle?
0: We don't have the time.
1: Oh, for real? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. You know, I like, guess they're
1: one that like just kind of sticks out, like as far as just like crazy, like I remember they, like they going through a rock I, through a window or <laughs> yeah,
0: something like that. No, I've been, uh, uh, I've been to Haiti multiple times. I'm like the apostle over Haiti. Okay. So, you know, and there's a lot of demonic activity over there it's getting less praise God, a lot of witchcraft and stuff. And so when I go down, we have, when I'm ministering, we have security team. And so there's like 10 guys that are bringing this demoniac up to the front.
1: 10 guys.
0: 10 guys that are holding it like a big um, uh, telephone pole. But it's just, you know, wailing and screaming and everything like that. And it can get pretty wild. And they're bringing them up to me to lay hands on them. But what they do is they're terrified of this person. They leave it at at the base of the platform. And it's just like within 10 to 15 feet of me. And they leave him there. I'm going, security. This is my head. <laughs> security, security. You know? And they left him. And the, and the person, this is multiple times, got totally, completely slain in the spirit, even though they were already on the ground. They were out and they woke up
1: totally free. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it is. Awesome. That's
0: like so cool. Yeah. You know, and you pray for somebody and their breast grows back. Yeah. You know, that's like so cool. Or um, they had their, their thumb cut off and the thumb grows back. And, you know, I mean, just all kinds of things
1: like this. Have you ever watched, like watched it? Like watch these things grow? Yeah. <laughs> and so, your, your head just must like, Oh, it is like your brain doesn't know how to handle have, that kind of, I
0: have no no doubt that God can do anything and everything. I've had like autistic kids that have gone from, from, um, men- and mentally challenged kids that have gone from, uh, the, the slow class. Sure. And now they're accelerated and they just graduated high school, two years into college. And they can start college in as a junior.
1: Wow. Yeah. So wow. now they're in there. Wow. They're
0: just finishing up their first year in college. They got new brains. They were twins. And <laughs> uh, Miss Jumper, we got it, new brains. Release an know? impartation
1: for new brains yes, right now. Yes. It cool.
0: was so awesome. And.
1: You know, and you pray for somebody and she had had her um, breast burned off. Like the new brains thing, like statistically, like the stats that they're sharing right now out of the public schools and the Mm -hmm. amount of like kids with autism. It's it's Mm -hmm. it's like quadrupling every four years. I mean, it's staggering. Like if if these part of
0: its vaccines, part of its our food, part of its food while we're carrying a baby. Wow. So and not enough folic acid and things like this Mm -hmm. and trauma. Okay, I have um, a friend, I prophesied, <laughs> hallelujah, yes, I can prophesy too, but anyway, I prophesied that she was going to have a boy, and she went on to have three girls, and they were done, and they were flat done. I'm like, you know, whatever, she didn't stow me, so that was good, And uh, but she and her husband had been fighting. And, you know, they may have been in the same bed, but they hadn't been in the same bed together and they hadn't talked to each other. And there was so much animosity. Well, one time they came together, she goes to the doctor, she goes, I am so sick. And the doctor says, you're pregnant. She goes, there's no way there is no way I am pregnant. And so she spirit filled Christian contemplated getting an abortion because she was 47 years old wow and the wow. thought of her having a baby at 47 was realistically not an option and she's like then i'm not even going to tell my husband i mean nothing and she was like oh god and then of course god convicted her over the abortion she didn't get it and uh lo and behold seth little boy seth was born and um and so but he was born with autism okay wow. Wow. and on the lower end of it you know Aspergers, but minorly functional
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the situation is they were in so much anger, so much stress and everything. They just kind of hated each other, hadn't been together in years, and they come that one time and and her egg is stressed, his sperm is stressed, they're both traumatized, and then boom, they come together. So, you know, that there's a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, children conceived in rape, Mm. you know? uh, I have a friend of mine who had a brother that was conceived in rape. Wow, and um, you know, and and just all the trauma that was involved in all of that, and
1: brilliant person but lives on the street. Wow, wow, you know, wow. So, yeah, I mean, just so I mean, we're just with the with the learning um, disabilities that are taking place, and just the amount of drugs that are being prescribed in order for kids just to to keep up with the current educational system. We're mm -hmm. definitely going to need to see the power of God, fully With active grace. within the people yes. of God. And, and mm-hmm. um, once word gets out, you know, that there are places where, where people's minds are being restored and, you know, like, like we're, we're not gonna be able to keep people away, you know, That's
0: true. and it's, and it's so exciting, but, but the thing is that the word of God does not say only Joan can do this or only Jesus could do this only in Jesus name. Does it get done? And he's the one that gets the glory. But he's just looking for people that will say yes. And God really convicted me of that statement the other day. And it's just not just say yes, but yes with follow through. Wow. He's people say, Yes, yes, send me. Woo! Yes, yes. You know, but they have no follow through. I know you can't relate to that. <laughs> I passed for eighteen years. Yeah, Yes, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And but the thing is that we've got to say yes and just be his hands extended. And as we are his hands extended, we're going to feel that shoulder grow back in our hands. We're going to see this woman who is so proud that she's got two of them because <laughs> one just grew back, boom, like that. And she goes, and she was so excited. She goes, I have to go to the store. I have to buy me a regular bra. <laughs> it was so cute. That is so awesome. It's funny. That is you so know? awesome. And I've had several women that have had their breasts grow back. I've all said some that haven't. Wow. You know, wow. um but it doesn't mean I'm not going to stop it doesn't mean I'm going to stop praying. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I and these testimonies of hearing of this person getting healed of cancer and and you know, and the stage 4 cancer is is now done and over with and you know and so forth and so what God wants to do is he wants to completely heal us, but the point is is that he wants to heal through us.
1: Amen. And he's just
0: looking for people that will, that know our Father God can do anything and not doubt ourselves. That's right. Because it's him that's doing it. And if we doubt ourselves, we're really doubting that God can heal through us. You know, we're just somebody that, I'm just somebody that said yes, you know, and I was kind of, I don't want to say forced into it, but just kind of grew into it. When did I receive the call to do it? I don't remember at 12 not having the call. Wow. You know, I was wow. 18 when I got the baptism, the Holy Spirit. That's where the power came in, and uh, and that's where signs, wonders, and miracles really started happening. And I remember the first person I prayed for that was blind, first blind person I prayed for that was healed. Um, and and I, she says, I can see. I said, Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta be kidding me. And she goes, No, I'm not kidding. And that was so cool. And then I prayed for somebody the other day. She came up, she had a shoulder problem. She got a healed of shoulder problem. And she says, can you pray because I'm blind? And I, I'm really good at being aware of what, of that kind of thing. But I, she came up on the platform without me seeing her being helped up there. So I said, sure. So I prayed, nothing happened, prayed, nothing happened. And I went, okay, so she had a piece of paper. This is all that she wanted prayer over. So I said, I looked at this. It was so horrific. I really can't even repeat it. Okay. Okay. That had happened to her. Yeah. And I'm like, did you ever say, I've just seen enough. I don't want to see anymore. She said, yeah. I said, it's your words that cause the blindness. Wow. Talked about the power of your words earlier. So I had to renounce those words in Jesus name. And thank you, Jesus. I just had her repeat the prayer. And she goes, I can see your face. I can see your face. She got so excited. And so then we go. And I help her to the other side of the, I didn't know how much of her sight that she got back, help her to the end of the platform. The lady greeting her there, part of my team helped her down the platform. We have shirts that say miracles happen. So the first word she read was miracles happen. That's incredible. That and is so And then she awesome. goes back to see if you're blind, you don't bring your Bible to church. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. So she says, can I borrow your Bible? And she sat through the rest of the service, just reading a Bible. That's awesome
1: wow that's so cool and
0: it just shows the power of your words and that we need to be careful what we're saying every time i give god multiplies it back wow okay wow you start speaking that yeah that's right you know and people may well i don't want to give to get well the bible says <laughs> as you give you're going to receive yeah so you're telling god not to honor his word
1: yeah you okay. know right right yeah, right, that's, right something's wrong with that picture well, thank you so much for saying yes to the Lord. Year, and um, and, thank so you, much fun. and thank you so much for just running and just doing what you're what you're doing. I mean, I did, these stories have been incredible. I actually think that what you were sharing about, as far as not having that that moment when a light came out of heaven and 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 you heard, you know, mm-hmm. this is what you'll do with your I've life. I've called yeah. Your, yeah. Yeah. you, yeah, Joan. Listen, yes, <laughs> you know, that would scare me. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I, Darren, I, yes. <laughs> Darren. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely think that people are gonna are gonna be encouraged by that because. That's one of the things I hear. So many times people will come up to me and say, hey, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'm 40, 50. I, I haven't been, I haven't gotten the call yet. You know, what time is it's God like going to, ring, yo,
0: yo. you know, if, you, if that's what you need, that's what you get right there. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I just think that there's just wonderful liberty and just freedom in what you're saying that mm-hmm. just as children of God, see, the call comes in Mark 16, mm. the calls yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the beginning stage. You get
0: saved. Then you do this
1: but I also like what you said as far as like so many times we say yes that we forget we forget what we even said yes to mm-hmm. and um and so oh, really
0: what that means
1: yeah and so there's something about just being accountable for what we're saying yes mm-hmm. to for what we're telling what, yes Lord we're going to be obedient and then really just holding ourselves accountable to really follow that out because mm-hmm. there's incredible opportunities sometimes that maybe we don't even step through the door it's like we pray that the door will open the door opens and we don't even bother to go through we just mm-hmm. move on with the rest of our I life I
0: changed my mind <laughs> Never mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there's just been so much that you've shared uh, today. I think it's really going to encourage people. And and also just what you were sharing about the power of the words. I mean, that's been a theme throughout this conversation today is that life and death. It's in the power of the Mm -hmm. power of the tongue. And as believers, we've got to break. Break agreement with those things that we've spoken, and then begin really creatively and and using the anointing to begin framing new realities of our own lives and other people's lives. So this has been this has been great, Joan. Good, amen. Really appreciate you. And yeah, looking forward to tonight. We're gonna we're gonna have fun tonight. We are. Awesome. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I told yeah. my I said, if I can't have fun, I'm gonna be doing something else. <laughs> Come on. The second <laughs> this gets boring, let's do something new. Yes, you know? that's true. Awesome. Hey, let's do this again. It sounds <laughs> great. Me, Joan. Love God bless. It.